Blog Talk Radio. Do you make Christian music and you want to release it online without paying hefty yearly fees? Your best choice is GodTunesMusic.com. Sign up, upload your music, and reach the world. GodTunes distributes all genres of Christian music to over 300 top online music portals like iTunes, Spotify, Amazon MP3, or Beatport. Sign up now and take your music to the next level. GodTunesMusic.com, the largest Christian music digital distributor on the web. Oh, 
so, um, but we, we, we wanted to do that for those who are looking for alternatives for their family members and uh, can just have a good time and just enjoy the Lord, right? So we, we can have fun too. Amen. So today um, I'm going to go over and just talk a little bit about, um, for the few minutes that we have, about healing. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have uh, Communion Sundays. Tomorrow is first Sunday, November uh, the first, the first Sunday of the month, um, we have communion, and um, we have healing school. And so tomorrow, uh, we, we're going to have a lot of things, and then we're going to have a quick uh, meet and greet um, right after the Sunday morning service from 11 to 2. It won't be long, but from 11 to 2, we're going to just fellowship, have like refreshments, and um, just enjoy each other's company. Amen, and so that'll be the end of Friends and Family Day. Just invite someone out. You know, if you're getting fed and you're enjoying uh, good company, you want to share that experience with someone else. Amen, and so it's a tremendous thing. You don't have to do much, but just just share uh, and invite someone. And um, at the level of your influence, people will show up and come. Amen. So we just encourage you to do that. And so that that's that's uh, the the um, schedule for this weekend, and uh, we, we're going to move forward with the things of God. So the healing uh, school that we have, uh, a couple of ways that we have uh, designed that and structured that is that we're teaching people in the Word of God on God wants you well. It's not God's design for you to be sick. It's not God's design for sickness or disease. To overtake you. It's not God's desire for emotional turmoil to overtake us. It's not God's desire for anxiety to overtake us. All of these things are from the devil. They don't come from God. And we're going to address them today and we're going to address them tomorrow. And we just encourage you to come out. You know, it's amazing. Uh, that God is just always speaking, and his truth just rings loud and clear that he is the healer, and he wants us to be healed. So we need to stop tolerating what the devil is pushing uh, towards us in the area of of sickness and disease. You know, you're going to be successful and receive from the Lord if you just don't quit. And I would also say that you need to be around a support system that believes in the healing power of God. You know, when when your faith is weak, you don't need to be around other people who don't believe God is a healer. They will destroy your garden. The garden of your heart has to be clear of weeds and weeds of doubt self-doubt, unbelief. You need to be around people who are watering your garden with life, not death. See, your heart is the garden, and out of the garden is fruit that springs forth. And that fruit that springs forth feeds on everything, Your body feeds and follows your spirit, man, your heart. And if you're not sowing 
the words of God in your heart, you can't produce a fruit. You can't produce a crop. That crop produces fruit, and that fruit can and will remain. But if you haven't sown anything into your psyche, into your spirit, man, into your heart, then you can't very well reproduce anything. There's nothing there to reproduce. If you have apple seeds and you put them in the ground, they're going to grow up and a tree is going to be planted and it's not going to be easily pulled up. It's going to have roots that run deep and you're going to be able to eat from that tree for years and years and years. But you have to plant seeds in your heart. You have to plant the Word of God in your heart. And so many Christians want to eat at somebody else's tree. And it's okay to eat at somebody else's tree when you're in an emergency situation where you need a miracle. God has designed the fivefold ministries to be those trees that stand in the midst of his kingdom, if you will, and allow people who don't have not planted their own trees in their garden to eat off of to eat off of their trees to eat off of their fruit but the problem with that is you have to keep coming back to their tree and in the middle of you coming back to their tree the enemy is always going to try to attack you so what the fivefold ministries are doing is we're allowing you to eat off of our tree just like a mother will allow a child to to feed off feed from her when she when they're a baby, they need it, they're not strong, they're just coming into this world, they need um her n- nutrients to be fed from, but eventually you have to cut the umbilical cord so that baby can grow up and be full grown and then be re- reproduced after its own kind. See, God has placed his way of doing things in the Bible and also in the physical realm so that we can't miss it. But so many people want to eat off of everybody else's fruit and not build up their own garden. And God is saying it's time for you to build your own garden, to plant your own seeds in your own heart, to stop eating at the fruit at the tree of someone else's, someone else has planted. And so God has created a system where there's no way for you to fail, but he also has created a system where it's going to be up for you. It's going to be up to you to grow. It's going to be up to you to grow. You have to put seeds in your own garden. Someone can hand you seeds, but you have to plant them in your own garden. You have to nurture it. You have to put water on it. You have to tend to your own garden. You have to weed it out. Take out the weeds of doubt. Take out the weeds of fear that will choke the word. Take out the weeds of um, self, self-doubt, self unworthiness. All those things that would choke the word of God. You have to till the ground on which those seeds are being planted. But first you have to decide, I'm going to plant seeds. 
I want God's word to produce fruit in my life. And until you do, you'll be eating at someone else's tree, but you won't grow. You won't grow. You cannot grow that way. You'll forever be a babe in Christ because you have not learned how to fish. You've learned how to eat the fish. You've learned how to go and get someone else's fish, but you haven't learned how to to fish for yourself. And that's that's a message for for you today, those who's listening. I just feel the power of God just saying it's time for you to grow up. It's time for you to make God a priority. It's time for you to plant seeds in your own garden and watch the word of God reproduce. Amen. And so in the area of healing, God is saying, I have already healed you. I've already provided for you. Through the death and resurrection of my son, I have paid the way for all healing to take all healing to take place. All you have to do is take the seed of the word and plant it in your heart. Plant it in your heart. And how does it get to your heart? We have the ear gate, the eye gate, our mouth that can speak the word of God. But you have to read the word. You have to take initiative to take the word of God and begin to meditate on it, begin to first read it. Reading is the first introduction to you coming into contact with the word, either reading it or listening to it or listening to someone speak the word. But you have to get the thoughts and the mind of God on the inside of you that he wants you well. And once you get it, then it begins to germinate in your spirit, man, in your heart. And it begins to start to bud. And then it will produce the fruit, which is the manifestation of your healing. But you can't take that for granted. Now, what happens if you if you experience a miracle... It just accelerates things, but that process has still taken place. Nothing, no, there's no pro, there's no steps that's being skipped. It's just supernaturally, time is pulled out of the equation, and those things can happen instantaneously, physically to you, without you having sown, but you definitely will reap. But that's because you're eating at someone else's tree. Does that make does that make sense? It's like me going across to my neighbor's house. They got apples all galore, and I can sneak over there and just pull me an apple. Well, they've done all the work, and I'm just reaping the benefits. But if I look at my yard, I don't have any apples. I haven't done any work. I have to go out of my air, out of my yard and go into the neighbor's yard to eat at their fruit, get permission to do so, and then see some benefits. But you haven't reaped anything. You haven't sown anything. And the problem with sowing, having sown anything 
You're limited. You're limited. You're limiting your lifestyle to a vagabond, to stealing and taking from everybody else's tree. Well, maybe not stealing. Maybe people, you know, fivefold ministries, we're always giving. We're always going to give to those who need we're, because that's what we are. We're the gifts. God is saying, well, they won't get it this way, so I have to position people in the body of Christ to help them grow them up. That's what we do. That's our job, to equip you so that you can what? Bear fruit. But some people refuse to bear fruit. They refuse to take the seed and plant it in their own heart. They take the seed and they eat it up. They don't plant the seed in their own heart. They don't take time out to meditate on God's word. They don't take time out to plant in their own God. And and what happens is they became came become cranky, snotty nosed baby Christians that just refuse to grow up. And they become demanding. And it's just not God. It's just not the way God wants us to do. He wants us to mature, leave the house, grow up, become adults, and then the cycle starts all over again as those adults take on responsibility for the kingdom of God. It says in the scriptures that by now you should be teachers, which suggests that you're not, number one, but suggests that you've had ample time to be teachers. To what? To take on the responsibility of helping someone else and helping someone else to grow up. It also says that you're immature. You're not ready. You haven't put the time in. You've squandered your time here on earth. You should be by now teachers. And so I'm just encouraging you today to step back and say, you know, Lord, I just want to repent. I want to repent for squandering my time here on earth where I should be planting seeds, O Lord, where I should be wanting to be intimate with you and and come into a, a closer relationship with you, where I should take it seriously. I've let the idols of this world, whether it's entertainment, whether it's just the spirit of busyness, where I have not put you and your word and your lifestyle that you have placed before me, top priority. See, we have to choose what's important. And whatever you choose is your God. You, You just can't wake up in the morning and say, well, I got 20 things and I'm sorry, I can't get to you, God. There's consequences and costs to that. God's not cursing you. You're just not there when the blessings are being handed out. It's just, you know, if a generous store manager come out, one time I was reading an article and this guy, he was generous and he was throwing money out in the street. Well, if you were on the way and going to work, you got blessed. And maybe God told some folks, look, cross that street and go over there, and and you didn't know you were going to be blessed. What I'm saying to you is God will be nudging you. Yeah, you need to do this, but you refuse to do what God has called you to do. You refuse to be at the place where God has called you to be blessed. He said that we need to be at the place of of there. Your, your there is different to someone else. 
and only you know what that is. But when God speaks to you, you should be humble to stuff. You say, Lord, I, I know I have a lot of obligations, but I want to be where you call me to be. I, I don't want to be all over the place, hilter or skelter. Because the fact of the matter is those places and those people and those things don't produce the fruit that you need to be produced in your life. And we wonder some why why wonder sometimes why it takes so long to get breakthroughs and things. It doesn't take long for God to do anything. It takes us a quite some time to understand that we need to be aligned, that we need to be at a certain place at a certain time in a certain situation for us to receive from the Lord, and he's not interested in changing his agenda just because you don't understand priorities. He's just not going to do that. He's He wants you to run after him. He wants you to be passionate about him. Yes, you're saved. Yes, you're filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes, God may even be using you from time to time. You know, God uh, reprimands the, the churches of Corinth, and Ephesus, because what? They were doing mighty things for God. It wasn't like they weren't doing things for God, but they were still chastised because they weren't doing the prudent thing. They weren't doing the thing that God had called them to do. They had allowed themselves to be uh, uh, distracted and, and, and not sure what their priorities are. Look, we're living in a day and time where time alone the devil will use time against you. You'll look up in your 30. You'll look up again in your 40. You'll look up again in your 50. And time has passed you by. And you thought you had so much time to do all the things that you wanted to do. And you're, and you're, and you and you don't. And you don't. It's, it says in scripture, now is the time for salvation. Not tomorrow, not the next day. Now is the time to do kingdom business. Now is the time to be where God has called you to be. The times are wasting, and we're wasting time on fruitless activities where God is trying so desperately to tell us that we're building the kingdom of God. Will you come? Will you begin to plant and sow seeds that will reproduce? See some activities ain't they good things to do, but they not they not they not kingdom business, and they're definitely not going to re, 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 um, reproduce a fruit to your to your life. They just busy. It's busy work. It, it has an end to it, <laughs> and so you know, and even in workplaces, some places. It's like this ain't going nowhere. It's a dead end road. It's just you busy doing activities, but it, it ends up nowhere. And what I'm saying to you today, be cognizant of that. Be cognizant of where you are and who you're with. What fruit, what outcome are you gaining from being there? And then you can make better decisions as to whether that's, you know, I just don't have nothing to do, I want to be busy, and not all, just, you know, what is your motivation and what are the outcomes from being there as opposed to here? And that's all we're saying. We're not saying you know, um, that, you know, uh, you won't get blessed by being in other places and in different situations. What I'm saying is be cognizant of your priorities and make sure that your priority um, is to be passionate and um, and seek after God. Seek after him. 
And when you put God first, he said, seek ye first the kingdom of God, and all these things shall be added unto you. They will be added unto you. You won't have to worry about it. You won't have to worry about what God is doing because you'll be where he has called you to be. Amen. And so many of us miss out on opportunities because we weren't there to meet a certain so-and-so um, because we were too busy um, being pulled away by other relationships, other friendships that are fruitless, fruitless relationships. They end up absolutely nowhere, and they just create a frenzy of busyness for you. And that and that's just a fact, you know. So So we have to learn that. So getting back to the healing, you know, God has declared in his word that we are the healed. We're not going to get healed. We are healed. By his stripes, we are healed. And so if we're not manifesting the healing process, the healing that God has provided, we, we have to question, is it God or is it us? And I would say that if the container can't hold something, it will either burst or break or it or it just it just won't be able to hold it. And what I'm saying to you is we have to release what's already in us. Healing is on the inside of us. But we can withhold healing to to manifest, to to release itself in us. You know, you we always we can always be you know, it's like going to a grocery store. We can be, we can go in there with, with, with blinders on and get our stuff and go out, or we can see people while we're on our way. Those are our choices. We can see that God is a healer and refuse to accept the healing for ourselves. And so it's up to us to understand it and recognize that his word is true and that we won't allow our five senses to dictate to us what is, in fact, the truth, that he is healed, he has healed, and that's just a fact. I would say to you that we have to allow the word of God to permeate our heart to the point where nothing will sway you from realizing that God is a healer. Not only that, that it will manifest, produce fruit, his word in your life as you release that word in your heart. As you release it. But first we have to be convinced that the word is true. And that's where the word planted in your heart will help you release the truth. And so I'm encouraging you today to get the healing scriptures. Take them as if you're taking medicine. I'm taking it till it makes impact. You know, when you first get um, some medicine, you know, the doctors say, well, you have to take it for 10 days in order, or, you know, a couple of days for it to kick in. And so many of us will take the word, listen to it one time, and then put it down and say God didn't do anything. No, you need to take the word of God and you need to plant it. You don't need to dig it up. You need to put it on your heart. 
and you need to be patient while it grows. While it grows, you need to be patient and watch God move in your life. And so many of us, we we live so many busy lives, we don't have time to pray. We don't have time to listen to God's word. We have not put any effort into producing fruit. And God cannot bless you that way. It's not he's cursing you. He's just not in any place where he can bless you. You know, it's like you go to, someone tells you where, you know, Martha Stewart has lines all over the place of businesses. She has lines of clothing, this and that and the other. But he says, okay, this particular line of clothing she has is only at Walmart. I'm just making this as a hypothetical. But you so you 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 stubborn. You know that you can only get that particular line of purses. I'll just throw that out. Purses that she sells <clears throat> or tiles, but she's into tiles and whatnot, whatnot in the household goods at Walmart. But you decide to go to Target. Well, fact of the matter is, she ain't cursing you. She loves to make a sale with you, but you got to go to Walmart. You decide you're going to go to Target. Well, you can go to Target from here to there, but you're not going to get what you came there for. And that's how people are that's rebellious. They just want to keep doing something different in hopes that Martha Stewart is going to put stuff in Target. Well, she... She may do that at some point. She may not. But you don't make that call. You need to go humble yourself and go to Walmart where the product line is. Some people do that with churches. They say, well, I'm at this church and they're going to get it. No, you need to go where God's called you to go. You can't make another church come into a revelation just because you came into a revelation of healing. And so you're missing out by being stubborn and rebellious and deciding I need to kind of make this happen over here. What well, That's not going to happen. No, you just need to move where the cloud is. You need to move where the cloud is and where where God is saying, this is, this is the house that I'm blessing. This is the house that I have my hands on right now. And if you want to be blessed, then this is where you need to be. Amen. And then what you need to say is, you know, I'm here. And I'm going to bless the man and the woman of God. I'm not going to have no art against them. Some people, in the back of their head, they were like, they're there, but they got their lip poked out. Well, you're still not going to receive anything from the Lord because you have an attitude that is not in line with God's word, if that makes sense. So you're there, and you're thinking you're being obedient, but God said he honors our, his word always talks about the matters of the heart. And if your heart's not right in the area of giving and all these other places, you need to check yourself about that because you can't receive from someone like that. And you can't receive from God. God ain't cursed you. You're just not there aligned properly to receive from him. And he's not going to change the rules for you. We have to be humble before the Lord and say, this is the place. I want my heart right. I want my attitude right. You know, the sin nature has us in these spin tails where we 
we want to control people, we want to control things, we want to control situations. But we have to get to the place where we want to please God first. Amen. You know, some people have not received their healing because they are they just in unforgiveness. And the devil loves unforgiveness because he just swarms around, you know, you just fill the 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 atmosphere with with strife. And you cannot receive anything living in strife and hatred towards your brother. See, unforgiveness is just like hatred in a sense that you're hating someone, you're hurting you're you're hurting and you want to hurt someone and nothing good can come out of that. See, it says when sin is conceived, it produces what? Death, not life. So here you are cultivating death seeds, if you will, and wanting life to come forth out of that same place. It just doesn't happen. It just doesn't happen. So even though those seeds, you be planting seeds and maybe years of unforgiveness, then you crop up with all kinds of strange and weird type of uh, 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 sickness and diseases. Sometimes I, I consider those those rare cases, rare diseases and this and that, and people can't figure it out. You know, it, a lot of those stem from a lot of bitterness and roots of bitterness that have maybe even passed on from generation to generation. And you need to let that stuff go because it will kill you. It will slowly kill you. And we have to be able to and willing to forgive someone. Look, if Christ said he forgave us of all our sins, who are we to withhold grace from anybody else? Amen. Who are we? God God can call your call you up and show you all the things that you did against him and he's not holding it against you. So why would you hold it against another brother or sister, whatever they did to you? And so God forgave us of our sins, and we are to forgive other people who trespassed against us. That's what the Scripture says. And then the Scripture said, the disciples said, well, how, how long, Lord? He said 70 times 70. I mean, there's no end to it. There's no end to it. That's a whole lot of forgiving. But Christ did that for us. And you want to close those doors of death into your life. You don't want to have the devil back in the back in your back garden somewhere planting up these roots that slowly but surely going to choke the word of God out of your life, choke the word of God being fruitful. See, a lot of people... They go to church and they got a whole lot of word, but they they ain't producing no fruit. They don't have no fruit to show for all of those years they've been in the church. They they have no fruit to produce to show people that they know Christ or that God has favored them in the least. They just struggling and always got dramaville and situations going from here to there, always in a tizzy about something. Never, you can never look at them and say, wow, God's favored them. They are blessing. God's just blessing their finances. Their children are blessed. Everybody is blessed. And you got the devil all up in your business all the time. Something is wrong. 
something is wrong with your lifestyle and your priorities and how much you're putting your faith in God, all of that. Look, you shouldn't be in recovery mode for 10, 20 years. You should be, like he says, being teachers. You're blessed so that you can be a blessing. I'm not saying your life is going to be perfect, but it's it's far from uh, Dramaville every day. It should be. And if some people I, I know in their Christian walk, they'll roller coaster ride. You pick up the phone, you talk to them, they up one day, down the next. That's signs of immaturity. In God, your relationship with God is at an immature state. And you need to check yourself and deal with it. God wants us to grow up and to be matured Christians in Christ, able to speak and minister the gospel to other people. It says, but by now you should be teachers. You're squandering time. You're squandering the time you have here on earth. You understand? You're squandering what God has preciously given you, and that's time here on earth to bless the kingdom of God, to help advance the kingdom of God, to see people produce fruit and for their fruit to remain. And for their fruit to remain. That means that I can see and plant an apple tree in 100 years from now or however long apple trees last, it will last. It's not going to be uprooted. It's not going to be rotten fruit when I go to it. Amen. Some Christians got stinking, thinking, and rotten fruit, and nobody's going to eat from that. Nobody's going to come to your tree and want to eat. We have to deal with attitudes, deep-seated attitudes, rejections. All of those things are covered under the blood of Jesus. But we have to be we have to be willing to let it all go and be transparent upon God and allow God to do a work in our hearts. See, we're deceived. We don't know that we're in deception. Somebody has to show us that we're deceived. Amen. And so I'm just encouraging you today. Tomorrow we're going to have uh, fellowship at Grace Through Faith Worship Center. Today from 2 to 5, 2 to 6, we'll be there. Stop by Duval Event Center, see us, just fellowship, enjoy the company of God's people. And we are going to have uh, tomorrow, the, um, tomorrow we're going to have communion and uh, healing school, teaching people that God wants you well. So we're excited about God. We're excited about the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ in this particular ministry. Um, And we're just excited about what God's doing. He has tremendous things to do with with us and through us while we're here on earth before we make our final transition. Amen. And I want to be a part of that, and we want you to be a part of it. And we love you very, very much, and we want to see you soon. God bless you. Amen.